G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. You know, just a couple of weeks since the Supreme Court in the United States overturned the 49-year-old ruling for Roe versus Wade. And there has been eruptions on the streets in the United States, but also eruptions on the streets here in Australia. Let's talk about what's happening post-decision to turn around Roe versus Wade. Bill Muhlenberg's written a number of articles over the past couple of weeks on this issue, and Bill's back with us. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back, Neil. Well, Bill, those post-abortion rallies on the streets in the US, they have overflowed into Australia, especially last weekend, quite controversial things. Hmm. Well, expected, of course. In fact, many of the more radical pro-aborts have been threatening to basically burn down the cities, you know, riot on the streets. Uh, They even said pretty ominous things like, if you're going to make it tough on us to have abortion, we're going to make it tough on you. Uh, Well, there have been already plenty of attacks on, say, not just abortion, uh, well, pregnancy clinics, uh, crisis centers, churches, pro-life uh, offices, and even before the decision was handed down, there have been arson attacks. Even one of the justices, a guy was arrested trying to murder him in his own room. So it's, you know, this is hardcore. I guess the point is if you're happy to kill babies in the womb, uh, you're quite happy to burn down cities and threaten justices and uh, Christians along the way. So, yeah, that's been pretty heavy duty in the States. And uh, we've recently had some uh, protests here in Australia, including some pretty ominous things as well. So, yeah, it's expected. It's what the secular left loves to do. They're good at uh, burning things down, not very good at uh, building things up. Uh, Bill, protests on Australian streets in our capital cities. Now, I wonder if there is something a little deeper you can read into this, because Australia has, as we've said time and again, the most liberal abortion laws in the world. So if there is such a red-hot reaction, uh, offence taken by those who are on the pro-abortion side, they obviously see that they have something to fear and that there is a tide that is turning. Any thoughts about what that might indicate? Yeah, well, it is true, as we've often said, what happens in the U.S. for good or ill tends to, you know, lead the way around the world. Uh, America was one of the earliest jurisdictions in the world in terms of legalizing abortion. So, yeah, most countries often do follow. So after Roe v. Wade, 1973, many other nations followed suit. And now with this uh, big, huge 
uh, Reverso, which all it does, by the way, is restore things to where it was uh, back in the hands of the states. Nothing changed. Otherwise, uh, abortion hasn't been declared to be illegal. It simply now means, like always, the 50 states and the people who live there can now decide how they will uh go with this particular issue so that's well it's what's called living in a democracy <laughs> letting the people decide not a handful of unelected judges so yeah it just simply things to the status quo and so yeah as you say uh, pro aborts here in Australia and elsewhere are now all upset because they think oh that might uh, influence things here as well well obviously I and you would say well it's a good thing maybe we should have the debate back again why the perpetual silence why is one side of the debate always being blotted out maybe we should have this discussion so uh, I think it's a good thing whatever may happen in Australia remains to be seen but obviously the the pro-abort camp is not happy and they're fearful of what may develop. And if you're bringing some sort of comparison into this and showing a tide turning, I can't help but understand and appreciate uh, that the uh, pro-abortion rally that I saw reported on last weekend was actually smaller than most of the recent pro-life rallies that have been held in capital cities around Australia. There really is a tide towards a pro-life position. Yeah, well, I think so. Certainly that has been the case in the U.S. in so many ways by so many indicators. And I'd like to think here as well we have some sort of uh, shift as well. I mean, the whole truth is once people really become confronted with what takes place in an abortion... Uh, you know, then all of a sudden all the glib cliches kind of fall away. Uh, well, it's really like the old slavery campaigns. Wilberforce in Parliament fighting the slave trade would actually come into Parliament wearing heavy chains. He would bring research reports of what actually happens on the slave ships. Once people are actually told what happens in these gory, horrible things, that can really help change people's minds. It did with the slave trade, and it's happening here. Right back uh, almost 50 years ago, we didn't have the scientific technological knowledge we now have, all the things from ultrasounds to what we know about life in utero. Um, we know that, wow, this is indeed a living, growing human being, this baby. It's not just some clump of cells that you can dismiss. So the more we know about the unborn, the harder it is for the pro-aborts to make their case. So again, that's why they want to silence our side of things. They don't want our story to get out. They want to keep fooling people into thinking this is just some, you know, it's like clipping your fingernails or something, but it's quite different. The media, too, plays a big role in whether one mm. side of the story gets out or another. I can't help but reflect on a very controversial reporter named Lana Murphy, who held up a very offensive sign in a rally last weekend, and uh, she's since apologised, but Christians perhaps ought to be outraged by that sort of sign being held up, Bill. Well, they should be, absolutely. Uh, evidently, she was, well, she was there a covering the pro-abortion rally, uh, but B... 
uh, well, it's pretty clear, obviously, where she stands. She'd be a partisan. She's not neutral. She's not an objective reporter. She would be pro-abortion herself. So, yeah, somebody handed her a sign which said, Mary the Virgin should have had an abortion. And she's, uh, well, the picture's gone viral. She's got the sign in her hands. She's got a huge smile on her face. She's laughing. She's happy. Her Channel 9 cameraman is also laughing and happy, proudly holding up this really blasphemous and obscene sign. Uh, You know, it's uh, what happened to objective journalism? What happened to just reporting the facts instead of pushing your agenda? So, yeah, there have been tens of thousands, as far as I can tell, complaints to Channel 9 already. So, yeah, she was forced to backtrack and give a kind of a a lukewarm apology. Channel 9 had to give a lukewarm apology. Oh, if we offended anybody, you know, we didn't mean to. We're sorry. Uh, Yeah, right. Of course they knew they were going to be offending millions of Christians. In fact, others, you don't even have to be a Christian, can have a high view of Mary and Jesus. And, by the way, imagine if she had held up a sign laughing, you know, Pity that uh, Muhammad's mother didn't have an abortion. You could imagine there would be, uh, you know, Channel 9 would be on flames right now if she had dared to do this. But as always, Christianity is the soft target. You can pick on Christians any day of the week. Don't you dare touch any other religion. So this is tells us everything we need to know about the secular left mainstream media, about their values, their lack of objectivity. But thankfully, so many people did make us think, and rightly so. Channel 9 had to give this groveling, at least half-hearted apology. So... Uh, Look, somebody, well, complained uh, when I was talking about this on social media, said, well, shouldn't we just pray for people like this? I said, yeah, of course, we pray for this journalist and all the others there. They need God's help big time. But we also have a right in a democracy to say this kind of gross, obscene blasphemy and attacks on the biggest religion in Australia— this should not be happening in the public arena. We have every out, every right to be outraged by what happens. So, yeah, we'll pray for Lana Murphy. We'll pray for these protesters. But we can also speak up and say enough is enough. We're not going to take this kind of contemptuous behavior anymore. Well, Bill, a couple of weeks now since the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And really, you might even say you're at the beginning of a new movement here around around the abortion and pro-life issue in all of that. You've Mm. written one article just recently saying pro-abortionists say the stupidest things. (laughs) Uh, What sort of things have you been monitoring? Oh, look, I mean, there's plenty. You You could fill whole books with this. And by the way, much of this is old, you know, old news. Uh, you know, my body, my choice. They've been saying this forever. Uh, but they're only, uh, well, there's a small problem here, of course. Uh, you know, women do have a right to their own body. But in this case, the baby is not the woman's body. It's a separate, distinct body. If the baby's body were the body of the mother, then every time a woman had an abortion, she would die at the abortion clinic. But, of course, it's a separate, distinct body. So that's an old furphy that we can easily dismiss. But I guess a lot of things that we see in the light of the last couple of years with corona, COVID, 
that really makes for interesting stuff, right? Uh, for two years now, the left has been telling us the state has every right to demand of us what we do with our body. You know, forget this idea of bodily autonomy. If the state demands of you to inject foreign substances into your body, you do it and you do it happily. But now all of a sudden they got their signs back up again, right? My body, my choice, bodily autonomy. Um, wait a minute, which is it? For two years you've been telling us we don't have the right to bodily autonomy. Now we're back to it. And, of course, all the foolishness about what is a woman, right, for a number of years now. Nobody on the secular left wants to tell you what a woman is. But with this abortion debate back uh, center stage, and all of a sudden they're saying, you know, this is a woman's issue. Men can just shut up. If you don't have a uterus, you don't have any right to speak on this, you know, which is quite bizarre. We've been saying for years now, these radicals, that uh, if you want to— identify as a woman, well, even if you don't have a uterus, you can compete in women's sport. But now, all of a sudden, we're back to, if you don't have a uterus, you cannot speak on abortion. So, you know, the madness of the uh, double standards, the hypocrisy, it's just so blatant, but uh, the other side isn't always known as speaking with uh, rationality, logic, and the facts. It's just emotion and rhetoric. Seeing through the contradictions seeing through the double standards, Bill. Uh, what are your thoughts for Christian believers who are seeing these things unfold, even on our TV screens or on our social media, and they've been on the fence one way or the other. Sometimes mm. the rhetoric that's been used by the pro-abortion lobby sounds like there's something to it. How closely ought you be scrutinising those who are pro-abortion and the things they say? Well, we certainly should be examining the claims closely. And again, sadly, as you hinted at, there'd be some Christians who follow the uh, pro-abort agenda. They're obviously not reading their Bibles very well or don't have much regard for human life. And I guess one of the sadder things, actually, uh, certainly in America, but here as well, after the uh, Supreme Court decision of several weeks ago, I would have thought every decent church in America, at least, would have, uh, you know, the pastor or priest would have got up on Sunday morning and at least mentioned this has been a half century worth of millions and millions of prayers and plenty of hard work, which we can thank God for. This is, you know, it's not going to end abortion, but it was a huge step nonetheless. So I would have thought every true church, every true biblical church would have uh, spoke about this. And in general, I think all churches, you know, well, there used to be in America, probably still is, once at least one Sunday a year, right to life Sunday, right to vote a whole Sunday out of the year to the sanctity of human life cause. I think that should be just the standard procedure in any church, even here in Australia. This is a huge issue. It matters to God greatly. Uh, the destruction of the innocent, uh, you know, taking the uh, people who cannot help themselves, sending them off to slaughter, as the Proverbs and Psalms speak about. God cares greatly about this, and so should we. So if this discussion is once again being resurrected in the public media, I think the churches as well certainly ought to be revisiting these issues and getting back to what Scripture says about the importance of human life. 
Well, Bill, here we are at the start of a new chapter in the battle mm. for life, which starts with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, the ripples around the world, in he- including here in Australia, and the next steps beyond here of people who are going to be willing to stand up and fight for the innocent lives of the unborn. And the Christian has a particular position on that. We're created in the image and likeness of God. It gives us inherent value. And uh, Bill Muhlenberg, no doubt it's not the last article you'll be writing about this. But let me point people to the articles you have written at billmuhlenberg.com. Simply Google Culture Watch one word. Bill, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.